Seahawks fans, wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, Seahawks fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alpstead, sitting down with Keith Myers, co-host Keith, My- Keith Myers. Uh, just so everyone knows, too, we bypassed 400 episodes. We're on 402 currently Whoa. with this show. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That is a lot of shows. Um, a lot of shows. But, a lot of hours that, together. Yeah. Not complaining about the hours together. That's, uh, yeah, it's no, been that's good. It's been a great ride, a lot of fun. I'm glad we're continuing to do this. I just um, but, booked I just booked some airfare to uh up up into the northwest for the uh, NFL draft. So I yeah, could uh, watch some, watch a day some or shows two with together. You. Yeah. Um sure. so today, like I know this is a, a Seahawks centered uh podcast, but we are gonna be taking a look around the rest of the NFL more than just um Seattle and the NFC West and just kind of look at kind of a recap because the season's over the regular season's over um, playoffs are still set to come but for a lot of teams the season ended and so taking a look at all the different things that have kind of uh, the different some of the different storylines and different things that have happened uh, uh, you know this season because there's a lot of fun stories out there that have nothing to do with with, with Seattle and uh, yeah let's go ahead and start things over uh, in the AFC well what what's the biggest surprise outside of Seattle uh, being one of the bigger surprises in the NFL this year? Uh, if, if we turn to the AFC, what is one of the biggest surprises uh, to you uh, out of the AFC this year? Well, the biggest surprise has to be Jacksonville. They won five straight games to end the season to end up nine and eight and win their division. Um, and I mean, this is the Jacksonville is a top three draft pick every single year they're a doormat franchise that just doesn't know how to get out of their own way and they're dysfunctional in every way except for now they seem to have got some people in charge that actually know what they're doing and um you know trevor lawrence turned a corner and looked fantastic uh down the stretch and the rest of the team kind of followed suit and um you know like i said they won five straight and uh, got yeah. themselves into the playoffs. They're hosting yeah, Peter, a playoff game. You know, the, the higher there, they went away from Urban from last year, that whole disaster, left the season with uh, interim coaches and finally hired uh, Peterson this last year. Last time he coached, he was with Philadelphia, left when the Carson Wentz thing went down, came back into the league after a year off, really helped solidify this team, kind of give them some direction, some uh, really good seasoned leadership. But I think they needed it at the right moment, and uh, and the quarterback play improved uh, immediately. They won their last five games, like you said, got into the playoffs as the seventh, uh, not even the seventh seed, right? They won their division, <laughs> so they're the yeah, fourth so they're, seed. They're the fourth seed. They get yeah. to host a game. Yeah, that's uh, that's remarkable. It really is, and and a testament to them. Um, you know, they're gonna they're gonna line up against the Chargers. I think the Chargers overall have, have a better roster. You know, when they make it into the wild card weekend this weekend, um, Brandon Staley's got the Chargers playing well. They're they're ten and seven, so Jacksonville's going to face them. Um, 
the Chargers lost to the um, the Jaguars uh, early in the season, mm-hmm. you know, week three. That really doesn't mean much anymore. The rosters have kind of turned over quite a bit. Both teams are playing better down the stretch, and this should be a good matchup. I do think that the Chargers have enough to kind of get by the uh, the Jaguars, but you know the Jaguars are kind of playing with house money, just kind of like the Seahawks this year. Uh, yeah. Nobody expected them to get in. They've got in. They've got a young roster, up and coming team, gives them a lot of experience. Uh, we're hearing the same sort of uh, rhetoric out of our mouths with with regards to this game coming up against um, the 49ers. We're just kind of in there. We're going to get some experience. Hope maybe we'll win this game. Maybe we won't. But I think overall, it's definitely a positive. Same thing with this team. So when you look at the AFC South, though, the, the Jaguars winning it is, is is an awesome story. And the five straight wins to get to a point where they can win it um, is phenomenal. But I think another story that, that has to be mentioned is um, Tennessee that was uh, seven and three and then finished the year seven and ten. They lost their last seven games to fall out of the playoffs. I mean, they were the number one seed last year, and now they're not even in it. Um, And they lost seven straight games to end this year. That's just a huge fall from grace for what is typically a pretty good, um, well-coached football team. Last year, their offense was hard to stop. This year, they fired their uh, offensive coordinator, (laughs) uh, Todd Downing, and three other assistants after losing the game, uh, you know, seven straight, missing the playoffs. Um, You know, they had some injury um injuries uh obviously um it, it's interesting i i think that they may be moving on this this next year from Tannehill and trying to trying to get a quarterback um trying to solve that get them over the hump they've just had inconsistent play there and not finishing as strong as they wanted to for sure yeah. uh, and, and anytime you're lining up Den- Terry Henry uh in the backfield uh, he's going to give you a chance with the running game, but they need a better, more well-rounded roster there. Yeah. Um, ultimately, the Jaguars were the only team in that division with the positive uh, net points. Um, should be noted that the Colts fired Frank Reich early in the year. Um, they lost their last seven as well uh, to finish 4-12-1. And, and then the Texans um, won their last game to get to 3-13-1. That was actually and impressive against and the Texans. not... Yep, and they they did so in a way that cost them the first overall pick, and they promptly turned around and fired Lovey Smith. And yeah, you can say what you want about Lovey Smith and all of that, but it does feel like he just got fired for winning a game they didn't want him to win. Yeah, I don't know that it was games. necessarily that. I mean, it kind of feels that way, but that thing kind of builds up over over time. That the the harder the harsher situation there is. They did it two years in a row, brought in coaches. Fired him after one season. They're going to have to do it again. Uh, they're, they're picking high in the draft. And, you know, Lovey Smith, African-American coach, this is a tough deal, you know. Um, I, I just don't know that he got the the, the fair shake there. An experienced uh, head coach I thought was the right kind of person, right kind of coach to lead that team. You need an experienced guy that that's going to be in there. I don't know that a new coach a coach that lacks experience would go in there and do a better job. Um, and he seemed and to yet, be kind of the guy to do that job. Now they've got to go out and attract somebody after firing uh, coaches in successive years. That's a hard thing to do right there. 
Yeah, they've they've fired uh, coaches after three straight seasons because there's two one and dones, and before that, you know, they fired their coach uh, set up an opening to, to do the two one and done. So um, honestly, uh, they probably don't care because if you go back to last year, it's almost certainly going to be Josh McCown that they hire. Um, you know, former quarterback. Um, all right. How so about the, if, how about the, how about staying with the AFC just really quick? How about the Bengals? You know, I thought the Bengals struggled right out of the gate and then they end up they winning did. a ton of games um, down the stretch. Went 12 Eight and four. Straight. I thought that's a great, great win. Uh, for them to be able to do that and good good quarterback play good team overall good roster they've got a good as as chance in the afc is buffalo and kansas city i think they're just right there um on, on competing in that afc uh title game we'll see who gets there um, yeah they had that kind of super bowl hangover where mm-hmm. um you know that, that super bowl losers tend to, to have where they um, just don't do as well the, the, the following year, but they found a way at the midseason point to f- fix what was going on. And they won eight straight. They won every game in the second half of the season uh, to get to 12 and four. Uh, you know, of course, 12 and four, that only adds up to 16. That includes the Bills game, which was canceled um, for reasons that I'm sure you are all aware, well aware of. Uh, but regardless of, of what had happened in that game um, from the Bengals standpoint, they easily won their division. They were the best team in their division. They um, kind of ran away with it after a slow start. The NFL playoff picture is locked in and my go-to place for the wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can pay just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, so what do you think of their matchup in the in the playoffs? Um, third seed facing the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore's another story, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where their quarterback was hurt. Um, throughout the the year, um, has a chance to come back. Lamar Jackson, um, he's not quite ready. He's had a knee since the beginning of December. Thought it was going to be a one to three week uh, situation, and he's just not quite right. The only reason I think that they're hesitant on him is just because of his skill set. He uses his leg so much. He needs that explosive speed and et cetera. And they mm-hmm. feel like he would still try to operate that way, but if he's not a hundred percent. He might get uh, re-injure that thing, so they want to be cautious with him there. I don't know exactly what to expect if they don't have him in there. They've been yeah. playing; they've been limping along a little bit. Yeah, they've been limping along. They lost their last two games. This is a, a, a typical back into the playoffs um, kind of situation for them. But without Lamar Jackson, they're not a contender in this game. They're going to go in and get waxed by the Bengals. Um, if they have Lamar Jackson, they can push Cincinnati. They really can. Uh, but of course, he's got to be healthy. And if he's mm-hmm. not healthy, then, you know, just putting him out there at, when he's not healthy isn't, it, it doesn't make as big of a difference. And so 
uh, this really feels like the, the Bengals are going to just have a fairly easy road to get out of the wild card weekend, but we'll see. I mean, that's why they play the games. I think the two most disappointing stories uh, in the NFL uh, this year come out of the AFC West in that the Raiders had high expectations after making the playoffs last year with Derek Carr um, over the ch- Chargers last year. Chargers this year came in, uh, knew they were going to be a better uh, coach team, better roster. They did, in fact, make it as the as uh, the other team out of the out of the West. But both the uh, Raiders and Broncos really did mm-hmm. not meet expectations. We can talk about the Broncos all day long. That's that's a fun story for Seahawks fans. Um, Broncos ended up winning their last game, um, but they had a awful point differential. They only scored 287 points on offense and gave up 359 on defense. Even though they had a decent defense, their offense was so bad it made their defense look bad. Um, yeah, and their, they legitimately their defense was actually had a, pretty good. Yeah, like a top five defense on almost any other team. Um, mm-hmm. But it, but that's a that's a real tough thing. How do you overcome that if you're Denver um, with a, with a new coach situation coming in? There's been talk of um, Peyton, obviously, but now um, with the potential of that Rams job coming open. I, I would think that that would be a, a way more and the Cowboys option job. and the Cowboys job. Um, yeah. Because not, uh, not forget that Dan Quinn's. Yeah. Yeah. McCarthy's. Why, why do you say that? Do you think he's, he's going to leave? Um, if, if they don't win this weekend, I think he's fired. I think he's gone. And I think, um, uh, Dan Jones Quinn would calls, step, step in again. No, or, no, I think you call um, he, your Jones is going to call Sean Payton and says, hey, you know, come back, work for me again. Um, I'll pay you 17 million a year. And he's not going to say no to that much money. Um, and so I think that that is is a situation where you're going to see. Um, I, I honestly think the Cowboys job is going to going to open hmm. up if they don't win win this weekend. Well, they were cert- they're certainly expected to win. Um, and yeah. We can talk about the NFC. Um yeah, you know, that that conference over in the East was was crazy. I, I knew the Eagles were going to be good this year, but I didn't know that they were going to be just ready to go. They had a, yeah. a built roster. They've been accumulating picks for a while. That thing started to mature now. And with Jalen Hurts playing really well, they're the number one seed in the NFC. That's yeah. a great, it's a great story, really. Mm-hmm. Nice turnaround for that franchise. So um, before we, we leave the AFC West, um, like you mentioned the Raiders and Broncos, like, you know, Denver was awful, but I think they, they'll probably get it turned around and they just got to fix for us a little bit. Um, but it should be noted that the Chiefs at 14 and three are there again. They're the number one seed. They're the best team in the NFL record wise and uh, point differential wise. They just yeah, casually they just, going. they just casually dominated their way through the year and be, they were so used to Kansas City being really good that we kind of forget how dominant they were throughout the year. And Patrick Mahomes, I'm telling you that, man, that guy had a great year. Watched him in person here against the Cardinals in the desert. <clears throat> looked fantastic. I mean, just looked like on top of his game. And that was the first game out of the gate. Um, and he was in mid-season form easy. And you got to attribute some of the success, too, to that trade, that the, the Tariq Hill trade. Everyone thought they were crazy. Turns out they were kind of used that to reload a little bit, picked up a couple of additional draft picks that helped them mm-hmm. immediately this year. So 
good good team, good good play this year. Uh, they're hard to beat offensively on defense. They're pretty decent, pretty decent defensive team. It surprised a lot of people, but that offense is just crazy good. Yeah. Um, it's hard to say anything bad about the way the Chiefs have been have played this year. They've they've been, just been a really good football team. And, um, and there have been occasions, though, where they've just kind of not played up to, you know, where they should. Because they can dominate teams if they turn it on. And sometimes they just kind of meander through games. Um, and it, it is interesting. But I think they do turn it on in the playoffs. They're going to be mm-hmm. hard to beat. So if we move over to the last AFC division, um, it's it's a really fun division in that in the AFC East. Because, I mean, the Jets lost their last six. but And that's why, why they got knocked out of the playoffs. They ended up 7-10. and 10, But if you think about that, they lost their last six to get there. At one point, they were 7-4. and four. And we're a playoff team. And then they just kind of fell apart. Their net points ended up negative 20, despite being seven and 10. They lost three more. They were a better team than I think anyone expected. And that was with no quarterback play that was worth a damn all year. And so uh, they're a team that roster looks good. They're coached well. But if they can fix the game's most important position, they're going to push next year. They're going to be there. Um, the teams that the team that did make it that um you know people might be surprised at is the dolphins mm-hmm. who came through and and went 9 and 8 and and won that uh wild card spot got in and it did so despite the fact that um you know Tua has missed a bunch of games multiple times and they've lost of, 5 of the last 6 after starting 8 and 8 and 3 yeah they lost, they they Definitely did the the back into the playoff things, but they won. They had to win um, in week eighteen. They got it done. They made the playoffs, and like I said, they've been doing it without Tua because of concussions and stuff. And now they've got to go on the road and try and get something done in the playoffs. And it'll be interesting to see where they're at. But it kind of, it does kind of show you the quality of the roster overall. That when your quarterback goes down, you can continue to like keep plugging along a, lo- a little bit and 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 still get into the playoffs despite the fact that, you know, they missed a whole bunch of games by two of this year. Yeah. And he's in concussion protocol. There's a chance that he becomes available. He hasn't had any practice um, for, for quite a while. He's missed the last two games, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in 13 games. He threw for three thirty five hundred and forty eight yards and 25 touchdowns. Um, 105 passer rating. Uh, yards per attempt at 8.9 yards per completion at 13.7. That's outstanding, really. Um, the last time the Dolphins made the playoffs was 2016, so they're happy to be back it's in. Been a while. I've been kind of hyping them for about five years, it seems like, and it's it's uh, it's kind of good to see them finally put their roster together and, and have some good quarterback play to get there. But you know what team didn't make the faced, playoffs in that division? The might, yeah, but they faced the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, they placed so their be a tough. Yeah, game. they they play and Buffalo Bills are 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 if it's not Kansas City, Buffalo is probably the best team in football. Um, mm-hmm. Just absolutely dominant they, they, their way through the entire year. They've won their last seven. They're just clicking on all cylinders. Fantastic, fantastic defense that only gave up uh, 286 points all year, but the offense scored 455. Um, just wow. Yeah, I mean they're just a, a an absolutely dominant team. But the um, Chiefs scored nearly 500. <laughs> it's yeah, just to give you a comparison, isn't that crazy? But the Chief, but the Chiefs also gave up, um, you know, like a hundred more points. 
um, on the year as far as that. So uh, scored 50 more, but gave up 100 more. Um, The one team in that division that we haven't talked about is the one that missed the playoffs that everyone was telling me, watch out for this team. They're going to be good. And I was like, nope, they're not. And uh, I, this is one of those I told you some moments, but the New England Patriots finished eight and nine and out of the playoffs. Sorry, everybody. Um, they weren't a good team last year. Yes, they made the playoffs and got absolutely blown out in the wild card round, but they did so by playing the weakest schedule in the NFL. And this year they didn't have the advantage of that ultra weak schedule where they played every terrible team and they just couldn't string together wins. They just weren't good enough. And uh, now you have another, you know, another year. They're eight and nine. They're missing the playoffs again. Um, this they're in year three of this rebuild. And are they gonna get it turned around? It's it's hard to it, there isn't a, that easy path forward where you see ah they're about to make that big jump. And you know now there's hints that Bill Belichick's thinking about retiring or at least retiring from the sideline and moving up to the front office. Interesting. Um, they are. That's a weird, a weird team because we're used to the Patriots being one of the elite, and they clearly aren't anymore. Yeah, without that elite quarterback play, it's tough. And now they're stuck. They're stuck in mediocrity. Um, and if you're not a Patriots fan, uh, you're pretty happy about that mm-hmm. because you're giving other teams a chance to win that division, a chance to be competitive in the AFC. Speaking of the Bills and the Chiefs and the Bengals. You know, those three teams out of the uh, AFC are are clearly favorites. How about the NFC, Keith? So, okay, if we move over to the NFC, um, (laughs) you know, I suppose we should probably start um, in the West just because it's the division that we know the best. Um, The Cardinals at 4-13, and they lost their last seven. They fired their coach, uh, even though he's going to be making a boatload of money to not coach uh, because they gave him that huge contract extension. They never should have given him that. Just 10 months ago. Yeah, they never should have given him that. He's been a an awful coach from day one. Uh, but, you know, he's there. Um, the Rams seem to be kind of in turmoil. They're 5-12 and 12, uh, this year. They're going to have to, they're probably going to say, hey, we we got, we had everybody injured. We'll get everyone back next year and, and run it forward again. But their problem with the Rams is that they are a really, really old team. And they've managed to win in previous seasons because they've managed to stay healthy despite being an old team. And that injury luck caught up with them. Uh, if they kick this can down down the road again another year, you're looking at a uh, at a, a probably another rough injury year for the Rams before they they uh, reboot that thing. And um, Sean, Mc, Sean McVay is talking seriously yes, about walking about, away this year, and he's given his uh, assistants all permission to seek other other jobs out in the NFL. So yeah. it sounds like it's possible yeah. that he. Moves it's gonna. On. It's kind of a Sean Payton situation where been doing the same thing with the same program, the same group of guys, and um, at some point you need a change, and so you take a year off, you recharge a little bit, you come back into a new situation. Um, with a new team and 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 try again and and um, you're good for McVay. McVay is a fantastic coach. He is a absolutely fantastic coach. And uh, if anyone's earned a break, it's him. And I wouldn't be happier to, than to see the Rams fall on their face again with uh, out McVay there to lead them because well they're a division rival. Yeah. Um, but he's a great coach. He really is wherever he ends up a year from now or two years from now, 
they're going to be a much better uh, team because he's there. So you were yeah. going to talk about the Seahawks. I was there. Seahawks ended up nine and eight, uh, made the playoffs. It's a really good story, really. Which is one of the fantastic stories of the NFL. But people listening to this have heard you and I talk about it constantly uh, because this was a team that you and I both get picked them to get five wins. We were on the optimistic side. If you look at around the around the country and and uh, even around the Pacific Northwest at, at local pundits too, most of them were picking two, three wins. Uh, you and I both said five, and we were also we were really wrong. They went nine and eight, um, a whole bunch of winnable games in there that they just couldn't pull it out at the end because the run defense wasn't good enough, or you know they just mm-hmm. couldn't get a couldn't get a play when they needed it. Well, they gave up 407 yards on defense. That's the difference. They they scored, uh, well, 401, excuse me. They scored 407, mm-hmm. but they gave up 401. It's like, you know, if they would have, uh, you take a look at the 49ers, the 49ers gave up 277 points, yep. right? That's a huge, huge difference. Um, and that only represented four four additional wins for the 49ers, that point difference. So they had mm-hmm. 450 points for 277 i'm kind of getting ahead of myself here 277 against that point differential is crazy seahawks had a point differential of plus six and the and and the 49ers had a plus uh 170 yeah 173 um it's yeah i mean so the seahawks are are a fantastic story because no one gave them credit for doing anything and yet here they are they're in the playoffs um granted they have to play the 49ers and the 49ers Mm. are um statistically the best team in in the nfc even though they ended up the two seed but you got to remember that this team was three and four at one point they were below 500 at three and four mm-hmm. um and they ran off 10 straight wins to go to 13 and four and to get the number two seed um in there they you know part of that three and four start was you know they had their their kid um, quarterback get hurt and they had to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo who'd take a massive pay cut to stay with the team. And most people like he didn't even come into training camp for most of the time with them because they didn't want him around the team and creating a controversy. Um, they get him back up to speed and and they're doing well. And then he gets hurt and then they got to bring in a rookie quarterback who was Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick of the NFL draft um, the truth. and Brock Purdy to 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 captain the ship and and hopefully get them you know to keep the thing going and all he's done is just be lights out and be um surprisingly good it almost feels like a tom brady situation there in san francisco where the other two guys aren't needed anymore because purdy's gonna he's kind of wally pipped both of them it's Um, crazy and he's given, got 1,374 yards, 13 touchdowns, four interceptions, a passer rating of 119, 8.85 yards per attempt. And this is a guy that's that's the third quarterback on the roster. Yep. Well, probably wouldn't even have been an active day participant on the roster the entire year. Practice squad kind of guy. Uh, last pick in the draft. Rookie comes in and just kind of plays better than the, the two other guys he replaced. And mm-hmm. And now what do they do? It's interesting, Keith, because here's a guy on a rookie contract, not only a rookie contract, last pick of the draft rookie contract. This yeah, thing he's I, making like seven hundred thousand a year. If yep, that, he'll never he'll never make more than eight hundred and sixty grand on uh, per year on that contract <laughs> over the four years. Like that's that's the maximum he so, will make 
his yeah. his fourth year. So um, if you, I'm the 49ers, I'm taking advantage of that. Yeah, you I, roll with I, that. Because you trade because Trey Lance, someone will give you picks well, for him. You know, not only picks, dude, somebody will give you first round picks. So you could literally I don't know. stay on top of this division and stay on top of the NFC for years mm-hmm. because of this situation. Because Garoppolo's gonna leave. They don't I, I think they'll probably just let him walk without compensation. You've got but they don't have a choice. Piece. You've got that they don't key have piece a, they, though. They don't have Trey a choice in, in Garoppolo because they yeah. put a no yes. a no tag clause but in the contract. But it really doesn't matter at this point because no. you've got Trey Lance. So Trey Lance is worth at least probably two first round picks or a first said, round pick and a no. and a third. Somebody no. would he's a young player with a, rookie, a young, on a rookie deal, dude. He's a young player on a rookie deal who's done nothing in his two years in the league. He's had a chance not, in three games. He didn't look ready during those three games. And there yeah. were a lot of there was a lot of talk you know out of jump Santa on, Clara on that said that said that he was still wasn't ready, but they were moving forward with him anyway. Um the Tennessee I think, Titans. I well, you know, a a, a a team that runs the same offense. So you've got the Rams and the, and the Seahawks um, would be highly interested, I think, in something like this. Um, it would, it would, they won't be, trade it would be interesting. They, they won't give a division rival uh, you the wouldn't quarterback. Think. They'll you give wouldn't him, think, but you're but right, can, Indianapolis, Tennessee. In, Indy's they're at seven wins. They're too late in the draft to draft a quarterback. Uh, they'd have to give up a ton to move up. Or you could go get a guy that um, – has been with the team for a couple of years and you think is it's less of a reach to get him up to speed to be a starter as of next year. I, um, that man, that would be a good fit for me. We'll see what he does in the playoffs. I'm really curious to see how Brock Purdy does. Cause if he collapses and falls apart, they may have another story, but that's if true. He, if he leads them and, and does well, even in a mm-hmm. loss, he could be their quarterback of the future, and it's a really decent situation for the 49 I don't know. Here's the, the thing, though. If he goes out and throws two picks in this game against Seattle, and Seattle either pushes them really hard or um, if or Seattle wins because of those two picks, yeah, Trey Lance is coming back as the starter, and Brock Purdy is going to have to fight for to get on the field again. Um, but if, yeah, if he goes out, looks sharp against Seattle, um, looks sharp the next week, whether they win or not, uh, yeah, he's the guy going forward. I honestly don't think that they will care. And good on them. That. You know, good on them for identifying him and for developing him so quickly mm-hmm. so that he can come in and be ready to play. I mean, that's just a testament to the coaching staff there and to him yep. um, to be able to get that done. Um, all right, so let's let's keep going around. So how about the, the... The NFC South is where I wanted to land next because for the third time in... Um, you know, the wild card era, uh, a team below 500 is won a division and thus going to the playoffs. And uh, Tampa at eight and nine. Yeah. Tampa's got to be close division. to being the worst team in the playoffs. Like oh, they've I only, yeah, their they defense are. is bad. Their offense is, is bad. Um, they're three and five on away games. They're eight mm-hmm. and nine. They won that division by default. Although I can't talk too loud. The Seahawks were 0 and 4 in that division this year. However, <laughs> um, I, I think that, that right now, Tampa Bay at eight and nine is just not, not great. They were two and three down the stretch, took overtime to beat the hapless Cardinals. Um, I, I, and they, they go up against the Dallas Cowboys. You mentioned the, the idea that Dallas might not win. 
Dallas wins this game easily. They've just got so much more talent than Tampa. I don't know. Did you see Dallas play against? Um, yeah, I did, you know, and they they got they got shooken and woken up by their coach after that game too because they played so awful. They just laid over. A, yeah, that game that was that was abysmal. And yeah. um, I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in in the Cowboys right now. A few weeks ago, I thought, yeah, they're they're a team that you put up there. Mm-hmm with the 49ers and the Eagles as a top team in the, in the conference. But the last, you know, two or three weeks, I've been very unimpressed um, with them. So uh, that could be close. The Panthers are a team that's, that's interesting to me in that, um, you know, they started multiple quarterbacks, one of which uh, ended up with the Rams and started the last like Mm -hmm. five games for the Rams uh, after, you know, being the starter at the beginning of the year um, for the Panthers. And they, they went seven and 10, They've got Sam a, Donald looked good down the stretch. I will say he, that he looked good at times. He didn't look great, but he looked good at times. I think he definitely extended his career uh, this year he, by, they, he by coming in and the playing career better. somewhere else. Though I, I guarantee the Panthers are at at nine are looking to move up in that draft or hoping somebody falls like Will Levis or somebody um, mm-hmm. to pick a quarterback in this draft because that's that's their primary need. Yeah, they, they're a team that that definitely needs a quarterback whether they get one in the draft or they trade for Trey Lance or um you know yeah. I could see them signing Ryan Tannehill to be a bridge quarterback for them uh type of thing but they've got to fix that position uh, yep. but they, they, at seven and ten they were the second best team in that division um you know the Saints were also seven and ten uh the Falcons were also seven and ten. So yeah. Um and all not, three had their flaws. All three oh, had man. their moments during the season, and none of them could really get out of their own way. And none of them have a quarterback. And honestly, nobody in that division has a quarterback because if you watch Tom Brady That's play true. this year, there was at no point in this season did Tom Brady look like Tom Brady. Except just, for in Munich. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, and there was a couple. There was a couple other games where he hit Evans for a couple of big plays and and ma- made things look good. But overall, you look at his stats: his completion percentage is down, his yards per attempt is down, uh, the amount of sacks that he took is up. The everything's just down for him. And you know, the Panthers don't have a quarterback. The Saints don't have a quarterback. The Falcons don't have a quarterback. Um, unfortunately for the Falcons, though, they're kind of in a position where I don't think they're going to be able to get up to a spot where they can get one. Um, you know, Marcus Mariota, when he got benched, apparently left the team and just disappeared and then came back and said he was having the uh, season ending surgery that on a knee injury that no one else in the building knew he was even hurt. Um, so there's some weirdness going on there. Um, yeah, it's it's just a weird situation. And if you watch uh, Desmond Ritter play the last couple of weeks for the Falcons, he hasn't looked like like an NFL quarterback either. So they might roll with him and see if they can develop him the way the uh, Eagles developed Jalen Hurts. But but they better get an offensive line. They better, so yeah, they better improve elsewhere on that roster. Speaking of the NFC East and Jalen Hurts, the Eagles had a fantastic year. Cowboys, we had, we talked about that. The Giants ended up having a decent year. They they made it into the playoffs as the third team out of the NFC East, mm-hmm. and then the the Commanders uh, finished eight and eight. Um, I'm not sure about the the Giants. The, the the division I really wanted to talk about, and we can talk about the Giants along with this conversation because I want to talk about Minnesota and the Lions. Um, the Giants, I I just don't think that they've got a shot against Minnesota. But you know what? 
Minnesota, I think, is the worst division um, winning team out of all the teams that we're talking about right now. They're, uh, they won 13 think, and 4. You Keith, think they're worse than they, the Bucks? They scored. Uh, wow. Okay. But they scored 424 points. They gave up 427. 427. Their defense is awful. They're 8 and 1 yeah. at home, but they're only 5 and 3 on the road. They had a weird schedule. Things lined up for them. Um, they got they had average out. play. They got blown. They they ended up at negative three for their net points, despite winning eleven games more than they, or sorry, nine games more than they lost. So they had nine more yeah. wins than losses, and they still ended so they up the net points of negative one, three. One score games, and they lost some blowout. They games. Blowout. They just got blown out in a bunch of games, or in all four of the games that they lost. It was. Yeah. Just, yeah, it was bad. So I don't think know. they're they're not a very good team. I mean, their no. team, their defense gave up more points than Seattle's. Basically, so go Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins. So go the Vikings because their their defense is mediocre. Mm-hmm. I think teams can score on them. So if they can score, they're in games. If they can't, they get blown out. And yep. so if they face a good defense, uh, and and the Giants have a decent defense, um, that could be a tough game for them. Honestly, um, the be- the best team in that division didn't make the playoffs. Wow. The best team in that defi- in that division is uh the Detroit Lions. Wow. I know they finished 8 and or 9 and 8. Um they they're them beating the Packers got Seattle into the playoffs instead of the Packers. Um they started out terrible. They they really turned it on and played better down the stretch. But they, this is a team that uh gave up this you know, we talk about the Lions being like the worst defense in the nfl they give up the same number of points as the vikings at 427 yeah well they won yeah yeah, vikings aren't any better the lions went eight and two down the stretch dan campbell had them playing hard they beat the the packers at the end of the season when they didn't have to you know when nothing was on the line they knew they were out of contention they went ahead and took care of business finished nine and eight the uh the only other team not to make the playoffs with a nine and eight record was the pittsburgh steelers over in the afc Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of, you can, you feel sorry for them only for a half a second. And then you just know that they're going to come back next year and they're going to be even better and uh, be yeah. ready to con- contend again. They're going to be a trendy, they're going to be a trendy pick to win the division, be a playoff team. Um, all of that, because the Vikings are a paper tiger and mm-hmm. the Packers, you know, they were four and eight. Yeah. They won four in a row to get themselves to eight and eight and a chance playoffs but they couldn't beat the lions it was a win in your end situation you're playing against a team that has already been eliminated doesn't really have anything to play for and they couldn't they couldn't do it and um you know uh aaron rogers say that they're a below 500 team yeah aaron Rodgers continues to regress i don't uh, they signed him to that huge deal this last um off season i don't think you know loves the answer there at all so i get why they did it but you know look at it look at the way he's played uh this year he is not the mvp he was um before i think they're in a situation where they're going to start seeing very diminishing returns from their quarterback unless they drastically upgrade his weapons and offensive line agreed agreed cool so is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? How about, let me see. So we didn't, yeah, talk we, about, we, I mean, we talked, we talked about, about it just about everybody. Um, 
the commanders I think are an interesting team because they ended up eight, eight and one. They are a good team with no quarterback play. And they unfortunately invested a ton of draft picks and money in Carson Wentz mm. before they realized the same thing that everyone else has realized that Wentz is not a good quarterback. And so they moved on went with Heineke and managed to um, get themselves kind of back in it. But, Heineke's not going to lead him to anything either. But at eight, eight and one, how do you get a quarterback? You can't draft one. You're not high enough. You're going to give they up. Just they just fired their offensive coordinator as well, Scott Turner. Yeah. Um, that's probably the beginning. Isn't that North uh, Turner's son? That good. That's a great question. Maybe I believe that's North Turner's son. Um, people who are listening wonder how many of them are like, who the hell's North <laughs> Turner? Used to be um, the coach, coach there, huh? So. Um, yeah, interesting. So, you know, if you take a look at the NFL playoffs, uh, I think there's four teams that really stand out to me, San Francisco, um, the Eagles, the nice. Buffalo Bills and Kansas city chiefs, the Kansas and city Cincinnati chiefs. Bengals. And then you've got five and then Cincinnati. And then you might throw in Dallas if they put it all together. No. And that's and that's it. But it, that's that's a lot of teams. Normally, each there's, year you look at three or four that have an, an opportunity. I think there's four or five teams right now yep. that you could say have a have a shot at getting to the Super Bowl and winning it. The re, the league is really top heavy. Uh, there are there are those five teams. Um, you know, the Eagles and 49ers in the NFC, um, Bills, Chiefs, and um, Bengals in the AFC. Those five teams all have a shot. They're at at some point. All five of them have um, what it takes to get there and win it. Um, nobody else does, and not only that, nobody else is close. It's I don't true. think the, the Cowboys um, look like they could be there for much of the season, but the last couple of weeks they've just not. They've really fallen apart. I don't necessarily trust them. The Dolphins look strong early, faded. The Baltimore Ravens look strong before Lamar got hurt. Um, the Chargers have been coming on, uh, looked weaker in the beginning of the season, have played better mm -hmm. down the stretch, but they still don't have, I think, the roster to compete with Kansas City and, and um, the Bengals right now. Yeah, and so you just kind of look at it. I, I honestly, I think those five teams, and then nobody, I, would, I wouldn't bet on any other team in the playoffs. Just, I wouldn't at all. Um, they, none of them, none of them ha are complete enough. None of them have what it takes to get there. Um, I honestly don't think that we are going to see any of those teams make a run at anything. Who and has only, a better defense in the NFC, the Eagles or the 49ers? The 49ers. Yeah. But it's, close. Um, it's a lot closer uh, than people think. Actually, the 49ers gave up 70 fewer points. Yeah. It's 70. not all about points. I know. I know, but seventy fewer uh, yeah. points. San Francisco is a is is crazy good, and nobody's really talking about their defense. You know, it's it's just one of those things that they dominated Seattle in the trenches in both games. They dominated the first game they played against Seattle, uh, where we didn't score any offensive points, mm -hmm. and then the second game it was a little closer. But you know, they were up twenty-one to three or something into the fourth quarter before we scored some points there. So those games weren't even close. No, they weren't. I mean, the 49ers were clearly the better team, and I hate saying that, but, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, it's true. And 
the Seahawks go out there. They're playing good football. They're, um, you know, they're they're playing some of the best football they've they've played of the year defensively. Um, and the offense, we know the talents there. If they can figure out some of the mojo that they had, um, you know, a month ago. But you want to do I, another show, and you want to you want to preview that game. Let's preview we, that game. We can we can do another show and preview that game because yeah, um, let's do there's that a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about there. Um, NFL playoffs, though, right around the corner. We kind of yep. went around the league, looked at everybody. That was fun. That was a lot of fun because I hadn't really paid attention, you know, for the most part uh, to other teams closely anyway. Jacksonville. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Jacksonville is my story this year other than Seattle. Um, I, I love that they, they made, they won the division and made the playoffs. And I also love the redemption for uh, Doug Peterson because um, mm -hmm. he got that Super Bowl in Philly he when a, he, he got a rap when, when he left there. Yeah. He got, he, they, he got him a Super Bowl in Philly um, despite Nick Foles being his quarterback for that run. Um, and then when Frank Reich went to Indy, everybody gave Frank Reich all the credit when things started to fall apart in Philly. And now turns you see... Turns out it was Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, it turns out it was Carson Wentz. And you see Doug Peterson getting another shot and taking a perennial doormat. They won the division. They got into the playoffs. Yeah. Huh. Um, I love the story. Cool. All right, let's get out of here. Find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. You can find me at NWC Hawk. You know where the show's at. Hit that subscribe button, though. That really helps. So until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NWC Hawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.